Hello and welcome to NFTeach. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy. Going to jump into this episode with Brett and Edis of Etched. We're going to get into their new project, Pro Socialites, and how they're sort of web 3 your charitable sort of GoFundMe platform with what they're doing with Etched. It's really, really interesting and exciting. So uh, we're going to do a quick announcement from our one of our sponsors, VinoVest. And uh, this episode, like all episodes of NFTeach, is presented by Aspen, the ultimate NFT platform. So we're going to do a quick shout out to our sponsors, VinoVest, and then we're going to jump into it with Brett and Edis. Okay, talk to you soon. Fine wine has long been a cornerstone of wealth generation and preservation. The problem? Historically, it's been reserved for the ultra-wealthy. VinoVest is changing that. If you know me, you know I'm always looking for the next big player in the industry. I was amazed at how easy it was to get started in diversifying your investment portfolio. Wine has one-third the volatility of the stock market and has outperformed the global equities market over the past 30 years with 10.6% annualized returns, proving that the returns can be as robust as your favorite red. VinoVest makes it easy to acquire new investments equipped with a team of world-class sommeliers who evaluate wine and determine which ones will gain value over time. You own the wines in your portfolio outright. You can buy, sell, and even drink them whenever you want. Go to zen.ai slash nfteach to receive two months of fee-free investing on VinoVest. Be sure to mention that NFTeach is helping you save on two months of management fees. It's time to start investing with VinoVest today. Joining me on the Aspen NFT guest line is Edison Brett from Etched and Pro Socialites. Gents, how are you on this lovely afternoon? Doing well. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, doing great. Appreciate you, Jeremy. No, man, really happy to be here. Um, we had you guys on our weekly product Discord on the Aspen Discord server this week, and it was great to talk about Pro Socialites a little bit. So before we jump into Pro Socialites, why don't we set the stage a bit with with Etched and, and what is happening over on that side of the world? Yeah, Etched was a company that Brett and I founded back at the end of 2020, um, and we've primarily worked with athletes and nonprofits to help them launch uh, NFT collections to raise funds and uh, awareness for their causes. So our big mission statement is, is channeling the innovation and technology of Web3 towards uh, supporting good causes. Yeah, we um, last year collaborated uh, with charities um, and uh, athletes. So we worked with Peyton and Eli Manning, um, Matt Dumba uh, from the Minnesota Wild and Tanner Houck from the Boston Red Sox um, and curated uh, collections for them, um, both on external sites and on uh, the, the native platform that we built. Um, and, and since the beginning, I think we've been really keen on finding ways to use that community power of, of NFTs and of Web3 to um, bring charity into the metaverse. So we've had a, a lot of conversations with nonprofits who are interested not only in, in raising funds, um, but in 
finding ways to access millennials and Gen Z uh, in order to like get that sustaining uh, support base that isn't as accessible um, through kind of traditional fundraising tools, through galas, um, through events that sort of are more um, fitted for uh, what are now aging donor bases. So um, our, our core mission really is to like figure out ways to onboard those charities and those causes um, into the, the space um, and to uh, create value to, to anyone who, who is in our community. You brought up Matt Dumba, and I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't bring up one of the most hilarious things I've seen in the Web3 space, which was a screenshot that uh, good buddy Girl Dad caught of Matt Dumba having a very honest conversation with the Me6 bot, uh, which I was cracking up when I saw that in your <laughs> server. But but I, I think like that, that that's a good dialogue to have there, which is like with these athletes that you're dealing with, like what level of Web3 knowledge are they walking into this? And are you kind of like onboarding them into that world uh, for, for most of these people? Yeah, I would say uh, we're definitely onboarding them into the world. And that's kind of what one of the differentiators with with what Etched was, because there are other uh, places where, you know, money is being raised for charity, but we specifically wanted to um, handhold and bring them into the space because I think there's like that two way relationship that needs to exist here where people need to know that you're committed to Web3 and committed to the space if they're going to put their money and invest that into your project. And I think you've seen certain athletes where it's like they've come in and they've launched a project and they realize like now I have 10,000 constituents that I need to tend to for the foreseeable future and they feel overwhelmed by it. So we've acted as that conduit um, for them as both you know like an introduction to Web3 and also as like a creative agency. Like what does the NFT look like? Um, what is, what's the utility attached to that? So just trying to be top to bottom. Edis, why don't you give us some context on Pro Socialites? Appreciate the the high level view on Etch. That's really helpful. But let's dive a little bit deeper into this drop that's coming up uh, approximately at the end of April and, and what the Pro Socialites project is focused on. Yeah, the Pro Socialites is our way of bringing everything that we're doing um, under one umbrella. We've been working with nonprofits and have a lot of different charitable initiatives planned in, in Web3 and in the metaverse. And, um, you know, we feel that in this space, we want to have it be a project where the community is involved and the community benefits from all those. So uh, really, we're trying to create this uh, charitable ecosystem, what we're saying, where everybody can win, where, you know, in the same way that if you go attend a gala as an attendee or as a donor, you're receiving all kinds of great perks, you know, whether it's uh, bidding on exclusive auction items, just the experience itself, um, the ability to just be there and rub shoulders with celebrities, um, all those things, uh, while uh, are great for you, it also benefits a great cause. So that's the kind of like charitable ecosystem that we're creating where we deliver value and utility to NFT holders, and it's all, you know, for a good cause uh, at the same time. And, and, you know, when you even say the word gala, you know, there's Gen Zers who that probably feels like a really abstract construct, this idea of attending a, a charitable function. And then you, you couple that with the fact that, you know, for COVID, we've been living in, you know, in caves for the past however many years. Like, how do you make charity and being degenerous, as you call it, approachable to a generation that maybe hasn't, you know, been exposed to those same sorts of experiences? I that's a really good question. Um, yeah, and the way I, I guess the way we're approaching it, um, particularly since we're getting started in the NFT space, is to try to find a way to make it fun, engaging, um, potentially profitable, uh, while having 
um, external benefits to charity and external impact kind of flow through the logic of everything we're building. Um, so for instance, we're producing a, a content series uh, with uh, Tom Brady's production agency. Um, it's called Shadow Lion. Uh, we produced an episode with Micah Johnson and the PGA golfer Harold Varner um, in which Harold tells the formative story from his childhood, which led to his um, one, having the access to play golf professionally um, and two, uh, that sort of paved the way to the Harold Varner um, Foundation that he started. Um, and as a holder of, uh, of a pro socialite, you will um, potentially have opportunities to uh, choose which artists and which athletes we feature on subsequent episodes. Um, we're going to try to figure out a way to sell it to brands or to OTT streaming platforms and, and distribute the value um, back to holders. So, um, so in, in, in sort of spreading awareness and, and um, increasing our brand, um, we're also driving value back to the people who participate. Um, you know, it, it, it is challenging to sort of do something that has a charitable aspect while also being for profit. Um, but when we look at Web2 equivalents like Omaze and GoFundMe, um, we do believe strongly that there's a way to have a for-profit entity that also um, is sort Helps of fundamentally people. helping people, yeah. right? Um, so the really the overarching goal, and, and this will probably take years to sort of come to fruition, is to continue to run to experiments and to continue to build um, products and services um, and to grow our community, but always to sort of point toward good good causes in the in the process. I think you've really highlighted an interesting point, which is again, GoFundMe. Let's take that as a comp, if you will. Uh, when you do something on GoFundMe, you know you're just making you're being generous and you're helping someone who. I mean, let's be honest. Like, uh, there's a lot of sketchy GoFundMe's. I mean, we've seen in the NFT space some sketchy GoFundMe's. Uh, shout out, <laughs> yeah. hello, I'm Morgan. Uh, but, but like, you're 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 doing something charitable uh, for the sake of charity. There is no like real return or potential return, and it's definitely not an investment. You know, like it, it is very much a one way transaction that you're making um, with the goal of helping someone or helping an organization. Um, you know, you've seen a lot of these, uh, you know, as a former educator, you've seen a lot of this happen with classroom supplies and, and getting teachers access. And that's great. But I think like the Web3 difference, again, is this idea of ownership and provenance in the fact that th these NFTs yeah, maybe you're just doing a good deed for someone or for some organization, but you also have the potential of um, different things coming back to you as a holder. Uh, and, and you've touched on that a little bit, but I, I think that that's a really key difference in trying to bring like the Web3 value proposition um, to charity, because that's not something that's existed previously. No, and like a big issue that we've uncovered in talking to a lot of charities is that it is it is one thing to like throw a gala or to raise money on a one-off event but those things are often ephemeral and fleeting um and like the same i think is true of gofundme where there could be a campaign that um it could even go viral on other platforms you know like i don't know the ice bucket challenge um although i think that probably falls on to being more um meme but i think that continued on charity. right but there i think you know you have web3 communities which are so powerful in amplifying um, and sort of evangelizing that community. And then you have products like GoFundMe. Um, I don't see any reason why the communities who sort of help 
amplify and sustain attention toward those causes or those campaigns shouldn't be rewarded with uh, some of the impact that it drives. I think that's what helps scale it to, to the next level. So would you say that the vast majority of people that you meet when you're talking about pro-socialites, I'm just curious as to like, how does this conversation work with normies and Web2 people? I understand how it would work with Web3 people. And I understand how you could talk to someone who holds NFTs and get them really excited and interested about th about this project specifically. But like, how do you break this down for a normie or a Web2 person? And have you had any traction within Etched or, or with the interest coming for pro-socialites that, that you know, Web2 people are maybe more likely to get involved in a Web3 project because of the charitable function? I think that <clears throat> that's part of our premise, actually. Um, and I guess kind of touching first on like how the conversation goes, like the, we've had conversations, a lot of conversations with nonprofits, first of all, and that, that conversation shifted a bit. At the beginning, they were also excited about NFTs, like early 2021. They thought, you know, oh, there's this like new re revenue stream for us or donation stream for us. Um, but then they started getting cold feet when NFTs started getting some bad press. And then they just like flat out don't know how to enter the space. And usually the heads of those nonprofits are like people that are retired, a lot of money, um, but aren't really like technologically like up to speed. Um, and so the, the conversations kind of tended to get pretty far and then fall apart. Uh, but I think what makes the most sense to everybody, like friends or whoever we're talking to that isn't into Web3 yet, is the fact that we're a platform that can bring nonprofits into the metaverse or into this space. It's There's a really steep learning curve for entering the space, uh, not just technology wise, but just like, you know, how to speak the language and what to, you know, even what product to put together. Um, and we can be that conduit. And I think that benefits both sides. Um, you know, it's, I've talked to Brett about this because we both played poker and I, I just feel like there's part of me feels like there's just like this poker table we've all been sitting at for a very long time. And, you know, some people have made their winnings and left and other people are still there, but there's not enough like Right now, it feels like new money coming to the table or new people coming in. And we really hope that we can we can make this project a place where people feel safe entering the space. Um, Let, let's let's stay there for a second, because with the etched the initial etch drop, I know that you allowed fiat payments. People could pay with a debit card or I don't know if it was PayPal. I can't remember. But there, there was a mechanism by which people could pay without using crypto. Um, it and so, you know that that on ramp is so critical. The crypto barrier is very real. There's such a, a small percentage of Americans, uh, let alone people in lesser developed countries, who actually own cryptocurrency. So, so I mean, buying an NFT is still not easy, and it's still require. And then even if you buy it, keeping it and not getting it scammed away from you, I have. Um, in the past hour and a half, reported three verified Twitter accounts that claim they're Azuki co-founders or Board Ape co-founders um, with phishing attempts just in a very short period of time. So, you know, it, it, you have that aspect. So now I want to take it to the other side, which is like, how do you have this conversation with Web3 people who are looking to get in and out in some instances or they're flippers or like how do you re-educate and reframe the value proposition of what pro-socialites is with that audience? Because it's a different challenge, isn't it? Yeah, I think I, I would even say that that's been the biggest challenge for us <clears throat> um, on, on a couple different levels. One is that like charity versus for-profit distinction. Um, so, you know, in saying that we have a charity focus, are we sort of undermining a lot of the the things that people in the space care about. 
Um, I, I think what we're doing is more nuanced than that. Uh, and the hope would be that we drive the same sort of profit um, or, or returns to holders um, through the form of uh, access utility um, to some of the events that we're planning, uh, potentially royalties um, as we kind of continue to build out this ecosystem. Um, but it, it's like tough to sort of walk that line um, in the right way, especially since a lot of folks' attention spans are pretty small. Like, you know, like very few people actually read our white paper versus like just read the sort of um, quick sound bites or like Twitter bio type things that we have. So I, th I think like being uh, substantive, but like pithy is, is a big challenge. Um, we, I guess we've like just sort of framed everything uh, with analogs and just comparing ourselves to what other people are doing. So like um, one, uh, I guess we haven't really touched on the art yet. So the pro socialites art is being done by uh, two illustrators from the FX show Archer. Um, they're incredible. And uh, what our goal is with the art um, is to provide, I guess, a more like substantive, uh, substantive kind of version of what profile pictures with PFP art could be. Um, so I guess where some projects are just like cool or symbolize that you're a part of a membership community, we think that PFP art could show that you're committed to um, a cause or that you or is sort of like proof of giving um, in the same way that, uh, you know, changing your profile picture on Facebook to have a pink ribbon um, was sort of the, the Web2 equivalent of that. Um, so we sort of like take what's happening in Web3 or take what's happening in Web2, make small tweaks to them and explaining it to people. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really challenging and we're sort of figuring out how to best navigate that every day. I mean, you bring up too that like people's attention spans are are hard to come by, and the space is changing so quickly and moving so quickly. Uh, there's just a lot of unique challenges that that any project has entering right now, and and uh, I mean, right now is it's a weird time too. Um, you have tax season coming in the U.S. You have um, crypto has been on a bumpy ride uh, for for you know a couple months now. Um, so I, I want to pivot away from from the project itself in terms of the art and and Web3 community and Web2 community. And I want to talk about the content uh, a bit because I watched the the Harold Varner episode with Micah Johnson, and it is really, really, really well produced and, and very like touching. Like you, you kind of you feel uh, you have an emotional reaction to watching that, especially when the art reveal happens. Um, so maybe just set up what like the and you talked about a little bit about like Harold telling his story. But where does the creation from on the content perspective come from? And I know you said community and holders may have more access or more say in some some of those decisions. Like what what things do you guys have in mind for that? Yeah, we want to do a full season. Um, and, you know, the I guess to lay out the premise of the show and even the premise of the premise is that we, we always thought that this, the NFT space could use more storytelling and context. I think one of the early questions, this was back when we first started building, was like in January of 2020, it was like, why do these need to exist? Like, what is the purpose of this celebrity NFT or um, things like that? And so we were always dedicated to having like deep and visceral storytelling attached to everything. Um, and so we partnered with Shadowline, the creative agency Brett was talking about, and they're yeah, super talented at precisely this. Um, and yeah, the premise of the show is to, to 
find these like really inspirational moments in these iconic figures' lives that that led them to be a successful, um, but be philanthropic. So you know these guys all have um, foundations they either have created or really support, um, and then we task an NFT artist with making that something, uh, making that an art. That's like the universal language, and it's something that everybody can connect with. Um, and it's also something that could help raise awareness and, and donations for their causes. And um, our goal is to do a full season of this with pairings of different athletes or iconic figures um, and, and different NFT artists. And um, it's going to be like, you know, something that the community could definitely get get involved with. And we want to also we'll be doing an airdrop with every episode that comes out. That's for NFT holders or for pro socialites holders. Um so there's a lot of different ways that we're going to involve the community in the show. Um, we also want to have some people out on set, um, maybe executive producer for an episode. Um, so we want it to be, I think everything that we endeavor to do in this space is community focused. And, and the detail on the art that Micah Johnson created for Harold Varner, where he took like, like very specific, uh, you know, phrases i think it was the hundred dollars uh that i remember most of mm -hmm. all and he it, like includes it in the art like it's just really like to see harold varner's reaction to the art reveal is just a really really cool moment so if people haven't seen that on youtube i strongly recommend like if you want to learn about the project i actually feel like that's the best way to do it just watch that uh it because it's 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 really nice storytelling. It's not in a super long form. We're not sitting down to a 90 minute documentary or something. And uh, it, it's just good watching. Uh, before we wrap up, we're toward the end of our time. Let's talk about some specifics that you, I know a lot of stuff's TBD as like any smart project team would be right now with all of the crazy volatility and everything happening in the space. But could you just sort of talk through any mint drop specifics that you can with us so that we can, you know, get those things shared out community wise? Yeah, we're going to be at the end of April slash like first week of May uh, for our launch date. We'll be doing three phases. Uh, first phase is for people that uh, are founding members of Etched and they got that status by uh, donating. It was about $2,500 or more on our first collection that we did. Um, and then we'll have the pre-sale that'll go live early May and then it'll go uh, public sale after that. Uh, supply, we're still figuring out the final number, but we'll be somewhere between like the probably six to 8,000 range. Um, and then price, like, you know, I think somewhere around 0.07 is, is where we feel pretty comfortable. Right in the ballpark of normalcy, I would say for a minute. Price. <laughs> so very cool. Um, listen, anything that you guys want to share before we wrap up, um, you know, you've been on again, our Aspen, uh, product updates, and I know we're going to have you on this week, which this won't, I'll probably push this out maybe as a bonus episode this week prior, prior to that. But any, any other messages you guys want to get out before we wrap today? I would, yeah, I would just say that we're um, as sort of doxed in and available uh, as we can be and, and just uh, are doing everything we can to meet as many people as we can in the space. Uh, so on our website, prosocialites.com, uh, you can schedule time uh, with both Edis um, and me through Calendly. Um, otherwise, hop into our Discord, and we're kind of twenty four seven on that. So, and um, if you hop in the Discord, you will see the Matt Dumba response to the Me Six uh, yes. bot, which is worth the price of admission alone uh, to see <laughs> we that. To, we have to create a That's command where you can pull that up. <laughs> I, honestly, it's a great Twitter banner. And be honest, yeah. the size of it and everything. Um, no, that that's great. I appreciate you guys coming on so much and um, really 
proud uh, both from like a, a Aspen perspective to support this project and from a doc perspective uh, to support this project. And I think like changing the conversation to being degenerous is something that's uh, is really cool and really needed. Like, cause this is like without, I, I think we all recognize how fucking silly a lot of this is and the idea that it could be impactful and help someone or help a cause, I think uh, is really great and really, really needed. So I really appreciate you guys jumping on. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you. I want to thank my guests, Brett and Edis from Etched for joining me and talking about pro socialites and all the super dope work they're doing. Uh, there's going to be some exciting things happening with Etched within the Aspen Discord server. So if you're not a member of the Aspen Discord server, you should get in there ASAP if you like what you heard from Brett and Edis. Without further ado, uh, it's Dr. Jeremy signing off saying take care of yourselves and each other. Peace.